Long ago, in the year 2010, two very young teenagers meet each other in a comic book shop for the first time. Oh my god. Wolverine and the X-Men. Ugh, I hate the art. I'm still gonna get it anyway. Oh my god. This Marvel event that took place in 2010? Ugh. Another crossover? Isn't that the worst? Hey. Oh, hi. Uh, is that, is that your pull? Is that what you're, is that what you're getting? Um, I, I call it my sub, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, this is what I'm getting here. Look at these. Some Why the Last Man, some Wolverine and the X-Men, some Invincible. I like to spread it up between, you know, Marvel and Image and some other places. How about you? Gee whiz. I, I have the exact same... Did you call it a pull? Yeah, my pull list. Yeah. I have the exact same pull list, except for Invincible, which we've established on this show I've never read before. A show? What? Uh, uh, sorry, I, anyway. I don't know what came over me. Wow, you don't look a day over 19. I'm 16. Oh, wow. Well, I am 17, and you can tell by my long, luxurious, full head of hair. I feel like you're like me, but, like, evil. I am. My name is Evil Jeff. What's your name? My name is Brett. No adjective. All right, I get it. How about, um, I think maybe you and me... I think maybe we should team up and kill straight people. Um, cool. I was thinking maybe we would try having awkward sex, and when that didn't work out, maybe we'd start a podcast about comic books? You know what? That sounds fun, too. Let's do it. Fun. Da All da right. Da 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 Boop. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 113 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am Brett, the old version, and with me, as always, is my old co-host, Evil Jeff. Hi, Hello Evil. there. Would you like some good originals? I can't hear you. What time is it? <laughs> well, people always want to know the time, right? Can you imagine if we were teenagers in 2010? Uh, oh, my God. I would be so young right now. But I also feel like I would be miserable. I miserable. Think, I, think, I think... What, the, with the, the internet? No. Yeah, I think, like, me and, like, being a teenager in social media, if I had to live through that, I don't know how they do it today. I don't know how you kids do it. Oh. If I may be so old for a second, sure. there was something about not being able to read comic books unless you went to a comic book shop and bought the comic books... That, that smell, um, just being God, in there, the smell. other people, that ugh, just hanging out there. Like, I, I remember my mother would drive me three towns over because that was the closest comic book shop where I was in New Jersey. You were in fucking New Jersey. And Why was there? Where, where the? F yeah, it was like a 20 minute drive to the nearest oh, comic okay. book shop. Oh, okay. I love it. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, small towns. towns over. It was. Well, I feel Jersey yeah. is not, is just one large suburb. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The name changes depending on how far you drive. That's all. Otherwise, it's all the same. 
That's why it's the most densely populated state in America. Thank you. And that's today's lesson. Good night, everybody. <laughs> um, I, do you remember when did a comic switch from like the newsprint to like the more glossy color, like stock? Oof. I mean, I have to say the 90s. Was it the 90s that happened? Like late 90s, right? Early 90s? I would say like early. The first, the first X-Men. The foil comics, stamps. Like X-Men at number one was still was still uh, like a newsprinty type thing. Hmm. Yeah. I'd have to think like the foil stamp stuff that must've come with the high, like high gloss paper must've come before that. Yeah. Maybe right? before right foil stamping. And I remember foil stamping was like 1992, 93. I feel like maybe even, it was late 80s. I don't know because those late, I feel like all the, those, that was like X-Men like 300 or something like that around there. You're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I feel like that was still the garbagey inside. Although I kind of miss like, that. I kind of miss it. This, the first story I think I remember reading on the glossy inside was probably like Onslaught. Yeah. Yeah. I think around all that. Yeah. Maybe I, I think probably was a, a Apocalypse, Age of Apocalypse. That was before Onslaught. Okay. Well, whatever. Doesn't matter. Who cares? The 20 teens, the teens. This was the teens, guys. And it's it's almost over. The decade it's is all about the teens. Over. Did our opening just click for you? It's about teens, my friends. Oh my god! And today we're not. We're, we're. It's only best of the teens. It's about. Let's cue the royal music. Da, 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 da. Welcome oh. to the best of the decade. That's right, Brett and Evil Jeff. That is me. We have compiled painstakingly compiled a list of our best TV, comic, and movies, superhero and regular, of the past decade. And who was right, me or Brett? You decide. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the list will be very different. I know, I'm sure um, they're going to be exactly the same for some of them. It's going to be a very similar format, if not the exact format, of last week's Best of 2019, <laughs> where we looked at... I the best tried, of January to December. Exactly. I tried really hard to be like, hey, this thing that I really loved this year, is this going to stand the test of time? And there are a few things from 2019 that was There like, are a few. Yep. It fucking will. 2019 you know, was so a really funny. good year. It was a really fucking good year. Yeah, I remember. Hey, 2010 to 2015, solid. There is some good shit. One thing I want to say about 2019. Um, so, funny story. Um, I said something about our best of the decade episode coming up on Twitter, and somebody responded, "Didn't I just listen to your best of the decade?" I was like, "No, no, no. That was the best of the year. Um, this is the best of 2010 to 2019." So, I just want to clear up any confusion. Yeah. Out there, this is now the scope of ten. Powers some of good, 10. some bad years. Powers of ten. Powers of ten. X years. Last week was House of X. This is Powers of Ten. That's how that works. That's how. <laughs> oh my god, that's actually <laughs> fucking genius. Um, but hey, speaking of Twitter, um, one thing I want to say about 2019. <coughs> excuse me, as I cough into the microphone, is that you're dying uh, of. Uh, I really felt like. I really felt like the the community, um, uh, the X Twitter queer community, like all the gay X Men fans out there. I think a lot of us bonded and i really feel that this show and us me in particular because i run the twitter um was part of this weird wonderful group of queer lgbt people 
who love the X-Men as much as we do, um, who were there through all of the House of X powers of 10 stuff. And, and one of them, actually the one who was like, didn't I just listen to your best of the decade? Um, he's at nobody by Sylvia. Um, hello. Uh, hey. He said something very sweet and wonderful and said, hey, you and you and comic book queers and you, you know, you get me, you know, you, you, I've spent a lot of time listening to you guys and I love it and I hope you keep doing it and I'll never stop listening. And I love this weird little family that we've created. So I just want to say thank you to at Nobody by Sylvia, at the boys of uh, Homer Superior X podcast, uh, Cody at the Mutant Menace, Allison Malicious Glee, uh, Dazzler AOA, A. Smith Peterson, Homo Superior spelled with a one, Revel Near, and of course, our queen, Karen X-Men fan. Thank you. Oh, and to other people I know, like Mikey and Joe and Raphael and Steve and Jamie, just thank you. I mean, it was really, it just, uh, it turned into a conversation. And for that, we're grateful and we love you. Yay. Let's get on with it. We, there's people that listen. <laughs> And people that engage, it's like we're not, you know, talking to, I mean, sure, it's five people. <laughs> I mean, I think, I, you know, I'm sure it's those eight people and those eight people only. But, um, I don't know. I'll take them. I love how it's still a picture of you on our Twitter. Oh, I just think the Havoc Twitter is really funny. And it's also my way of getting your boyfriend to draw us already. I know. Are you listening to this, <laughs> Joe? Draw us. <laughs> Actually, I think I have a plan B in mind. Uh, but no, I'll put it back to us. <laughs> I, feel, I feel weird. I feel weird. I'm like, Evil Jeff, go to the Twitter. Oh, don't. That's fine. All right. Best of the decade. Best of the decade. What is the best? What is the best? How are we going to start? I can't remember how we did it last week. What are we going to start with? So we did uh, movies, mo- TV, movies, comic TV, books, comics? I believe. I think that's Or sounds, let's just agree to that. I think that sounds good. I think that's so. This time, though, you know, we did regular movies last time. This time, we're doing regular movies and regular TV. So we'll do regular comic bookie, regular comic bookie. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're doing a top. I have a top five. Um. <clears throat> um. For uh, where did I put my movies? All right. So number five. What's your number five, Brett? Well, I'm going to I'll, I'll start because I've an I have an honorable mention, you okay. know. I just want to say you didn't make the top 5, but I see you John Wick. Yes, changing the game. Changing the game, keeping Keanu in our hearts. The the, the um, renaissance of Keanu. And perfectly beautifully executed, so simple, so effective, John Wick. And then let us not speak of John Wick too. But 3 Masterpiece. I still haven't seen it yet, but anyway, I'm sure it's great. Masterpiece. Number seven. <laughs> that that's your number seven? Are you serious? No, 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 no. I can't I have to think about that. No. Oh, okay. All right. So number five. What's your number five? So my number five was going to be Bridesmaids. And then I realized, you know what? There's a movie a la Bridesmaids that's funnier than Bridesmaids. How Bridesmaids. Do you? So no, my number five is Bachelorette, starring Kirsten Dunst. I like that movie, but it is not better than Bridesmaids. So I don't agree with that. But I, I think that's a good movie. So more power to you. I think Kirsten Thanks. Dunst is one of the most underrated actresses of our generation. She is genius in everything that she does. And she can do comedy and drama. And I feel like she doesn't give. And the only thing that she gets is they're like, 
she gets a star on the hot walk of fame and they're like you were spider-man's girlfriend it's like she gets no respect (laughs) i know what's your number five my number five is actually in the horror genre uh um and it is a little movie called the babadook Oh, queer icon! Yes, queer. Get it, Baba. Yes. Clack, 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 clack. <laughs> um, it's directed by Jennifer Kent. I mostly, as I've I've said before, it's when I go to the movies, I either want to be dying laughing, vastly excited, vastly entertained, or feel like I'm seeing something I have never seen before. And the Baba Duke, I feel like I have never seen a horror movie done that way. Have you seen the Baba Duke? Oh, yes. I just love that it's this movie I love it. where you're just like, is there is there a ghost or is she is just tired? <laughs> is she just tired <laughs> from being a single mom? That is the most brilliant thing where you're like, I think she's just tired because it's hard being a mom. No, maybe it is yeah. a ghost. <laughs> no, I know, right? And then at the, you're like, at the end, you're like, oh, I get it. The Babadook is grief. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, it's a monster. <laughs> no, it is a monster. Yeah, I... <laughs> Just, I loved this movie so much, and it still sticks with me. Um, I'm very interested in her new movie that's coming out, which everybody walked out of. Um, apparently, there's a lot of rape in it, and apparently people don't like that. I forget what it's called. But anyway, that's my number five. What's your number four? Uh, my number four is my most recent movie on the list, and actually... Um, having thought about it and processed this list and decisions I made in the best of 2019, um, my number four actually was my number two movie of 2019. I know, right? And my number one movie of 2019 is not even on my decade long list. Who the hell understands this? My number four is Jojo <laughs> Rabbit. Aww. What was your number one? Us. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Yay to Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I mean. It's uh, I have to give I need, Taika Waititi needs some presence in this show um, because I, his voice was one that we enjoyed so 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 much um, in 2010 mm-hmm. uh, and in the decade um, and honestly I think Jojo Rabbit is such a masterpiece in um, its satire and in the unexpected emotional journey it takes you on. Well, I'm just gonna say there might be in my top five of the decade. Of superhero movies, Taika Waititi might show up more than once in mine. I'm just going to sh- throw okay. that out there. But he's not in my regular top five. My number four is, uh, you talked, that I feel is, uh, what is it called? An auteur. Like a, dire- a tour de force of a director. Which I, my number four is, which is Birdman. Ooh, okay. Birdman. It's basically, I think it's probably three total takes. It's made yeah. to look like it's one long take. Um, once again, a renaissance of uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, uh, just a beauty of storytelling, a beauty of cinema. Um, that movie just captivated me from beginning to end. Birdman. I guess that could and an t- ending. Oh, I guess that could have been a superhero. That could have been a superhero one. Mm, no. <laughs> he flies off at the end. Does he? <laughs> Does he? Or is Emma Stone just high? <laughs> there we go. By Alex, um, what, Alejandro, how do you say his name? Inuritu? 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 Oh, Inuritu. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What's your number three, girl? Um, my number three was a movie that for a good second I didn't think won Best Picture. And then, thank God, Cooler Heads prevailed <laughs> and announced that 
one of the most beautiful two hours of, of cinema I've ever seen. Barry Jenkins, Moonlight, one best picture. Moonlight, that's definitely uh, in like a top, that would be in my top 10. The top 10, yeah. I mean, just. So beautiful. To watch the story of a character like that and to understand an adult because you watched his story as a child is, it's beautiful. And yeah. the and queer person of color representation, just honest and, and, and unapologetic. And it was so important and it was so good. And also the two adult versions of the, the guy characters. Oh, Oof. so hot. I yeah. will say that was the only thing at the end of that movie. I was like, make out, get to them kissing. <laughs> but that was yeah, just, I, that was just the, 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 the spoiled little bratty gay kid. Yeah. Every gay boy has like, every gay boy has that boy, right? Like the one who you just loved, who you just loved. And, and I never had the experience where that person made a move. Oh yeah. Mind, imagine. mind that were all just unrequited tragedies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or I'm, I'm not even going to get into it or things that were kind of uh, requited and then ended up in total disaster. Moonlight was such wish fulfillment for, for anyone who's ever been a gay boy. <laughs> no, it was an other big gay wish fulfillment movie. This is a nineties movie. Do you remember? Um, oh fuck. Now I can't remember. It was, it's a British movie with like two like friends and then they become lovers and they have a, Oh, why can't I think of the name of the movie? I'm old. And their neighbor is like this girl that loves um, mama Cass songs. <laughs> Mm, I don't know. Let's move on. Okay. Um, what's your number three? My number three is Bridesmaids. Um, mm. Oh my God, you hate me. I'm changing my number five to Bridesmaids. <laughs> For me, I also, it was a special moment. I had, I mean, I pretty much had just moved to LA. Came out in like 2010, I believe, right? Oh, Beautiful Thing. That was the name of the movie that I was trying to think of. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um... But Bridesmaids, it was this very special moment in time for me. Uh, I had just moved to L.A. I go to the Vista Theater and on the opening day and walking out as I'm waiting in line, high off my ass, comes out a girl crying and her friends patting her on the back going, you were so good. Oh my God, did you hear they loved you? It was Rose Byrne. Get out. And then I just, we didn't get to that yet on the list. We, then I was like, Rose Byrne. And then I'm high off my ass. I was like, that was Rose Byrne. That was, she's in the movie. And I was like, what? I'm like, the girl who's like the other star of the movie just walked out of the, like she, so at, she saw it in the thing and she was crying because of like how everybody, like it was like such an uproarious like laughter and how everyone loved it. When I saw that movie, I was like laughing, I was crying, I love that movie. And Kristen Wiig has never done anything good since. Anyway. uh I will will tell you, I will tell you this, she's not gonna be good in Wonder Woman. I will tell you this, um, I'm changing Bachelorette to Bridesmaids, just because (laughs) my number five, just because I don't think, you're so right, I don't think I've ever laughed harder in, in the past decade than when Maya Rudolph shit her dress in the middle of the street. <laughs> that whole I, scene. Like, that whole scene, like, I, I laughed for days, so. And the whole right. air in the air. My plane. number two? What's your number two? Um, My number two was just, <laughs> I mean, 
you know, as far as good filmmaking goes and, and just energy and, and, and excitement and going back to basics, um, but giving us something new. My number two is Mad Max Fury Road. You know what? I feel that would be on my top five if I ever saw it. I know, I know, I know, I know I should see it. Don't don't give me shit. Everyone says it's amazing. It's amazing. And I know it's amazing, but it's one of those movies I never got around to, and it's not something you want to watch by yourself. There are oh I are, no way, totally watch it by yourself. Really? I okay. it's there's a handful of movies that are like movies that everyone agrees anytime it's on. You're going to watch it. You're just going to, you'll be fine watching it. Every Mad Max Fury Road is that movie for everybody. It's the common denominator. Oh, mine is Overboard with Goldie Hawn. Thank you. Not the shitty remake with Anna Faris. See, switch the gender roles. I like that one too. <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. Well, it made it less um, rapey because when you watch Overboard now, it's very rapey. Um, <clears throat> my number two is Get Out. Get Out. Get Out. You like Get Out? You didn't like it? Oh, actually, it's my number one. (laughs) (laughs) Get Out is, it's amazing. It's just amazing. It's just, it's the best movie of the past 10 years. And it's it's weird where you feel weird as a white person. I saw it in, I uh, I saw it in like an advanced screening at uh, DreamWorks. And I just, it was so weird in an audience packed a movie theater packed and you're just cheering the death of like white people. <laughs> it was wonderful. You're like, get up, get up. <laughs> I've never cheered for the death of Catherine Keener more in my life. Not since being John Malkovich. <laughs> oh, she was such a um, get out is just like Jordan Peele coming along and having this totally original, unique voice that matters and is satirical and, and, and like is talking about today and, it, and performances from actors who like we didn't really know about or hadn't seen in a while or or didn't think they were up to it. It, uh, it was just so good. And that's why Jojo Rabbit's on my list and not us because Get Out gets the number one spot and I can't have two, Jordan. Although I would. I might. My number one is Parasite, which I just talked about a ton <gasps> last week. <gasps> and, just, and I know it's saying a lot to say that a movie that I just saw a couple months ago is the best movie of the decade, but I can't remember a movie that has affected me that much, that I love that much this whole decade. Yeah. All right. Right at the buzzer. Parasite. Right at the buzzer. Just made it. Right at the buzzer. All right. Let's talk about some superhero movies or, or supernatural, supernatural superhero, sci-fi. Yeah. I call them genre. Yeah. Uh, genre mine, movies. Mine is a horror Um but uh, I decided to give my number five to It Follows. Oh, I love it. Which that movie freaked me the fuck out. And the supernatural I elements I felt were done really well. What about you? Um, I have an honorable mention of The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um, but I went full superhero. Is The Dark Knight Rises, these. is that the one with Bane? No. Or is that the one with uh, Joker? Oh, wait, The Dark Knight. Oh, okay. Wait. What? Do I mean The Dark Knight? Yeah, yeah, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises. Oh okay, so I'm not. No, you're not the, the dumb oh. one. Okay, you're the dumb one. I'm the dumb one. <laughs> we knew that. I meant the Dark Knight. Um, but my oh, number five, yeah. my number five, true number five, uh, is them Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's some good shit. Did not make my list though, but it's good shit. I mean, you walked out of that theater being like, "Oh, oh shit, they did, they did that too." <clears throat> no, what's funny is that. Guardians of the Galaxy was like, that's going to be garbage. 
that's going to be stupid. And then you watch it and you're like, fuck, that was amazing. How do they do that? Uh, my number four is a little movie called What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, Taika. Taika Waititi. Uh, that movie is just amazing. It's just so funny. It's so amazing. And the fact that I saw it in my bedroom on a date and then the guy had massive diarrhea and so he's like can we pause the movie no and then he went into the bathroom (laughs) in my room and i just heard him have acid diarrhea and then he opened the door and the whole room smelled like it and then i had to finish watching the movie and then he tried to have sex with me i still love this movie i then watched it again afterwards even even (laughs) so you still love that i still love that movie (laughs) he didn't even try to make it smell fresh in there i think he just felt he was unaware i guess Jesus Christ. Some people um, are unaware that they their shit smells. I know. Yeah, people are people just think they shits don't stink. Um Which number three. Someone who someone oh, who do doesn't think yet? they're I didn't do number four yet. Um someone who absolutely doesn't think their shit stinks is Charles Xavier. Luckily, he was the best part of my number four, Logan. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. I mean why would I put that just hmm. Logan ripped my heart yeah, out of the chest really good. that I didn't even remember that this was an X-Men movie until that final moment. I'm X-23 contemplating, like, tilted. should I switch him out somewhere? I might. I mean, there's a chance. Uh, uh, it follows in Logan. I could probably interchange, maybe. But, tie. Yeah. It's a tie. The The moment where uh, Daphne Keegan's Laura, X-23, tilted the cross gravestone so that it formed an x you cried i think i might have not only cried i think i might have screamed <laughs> Fuck! in the theater <laughs> i couldn't handle it i'm tearing up right now amazing um but i i think i chose a lot of uh, my middle ones are a lot more ones that are lighthearted and funny my number three is thor ragnarok Yay! Again, I've just never had so much fun watching an action movie. It was just, it was just a joy, a joy. I just watched it again the other night, and it's hilarious. It is so. so, It gets and Hulk. Who knew? Who knew what we were going to do? I will just the one complaint I have is them ruining the best scene of the movie in the previews of having Hulk come out. Like if you imagine, if I could have not known. known. And then just how uh, Chris Hemsworth is like, yeah, when he sees that it's the Hulk. Oh, that's so good. What's your number two? Um, My number three. Number three. God, I just want to like. Yeah, it's okay. Speaking of the Hulk, one of the key takeaways from this movie, I remember being somebody has finally figured out the Hulk. Ooh. Oh. And I remember thinking like not realizing that during the movie but it being kind of like my main reflection point and and such a source of joy after the movie is this the first Avengers However, movie yes it is Ooh. number th- my number three is the avengers uh again another movie anytime it's on we're gonna watch it but the moment let's talk about the moment where they circle the camera around the avengers during right. the battle of new york right that moment 
said so I'm crying. That moment said so much more. I'm also a bottle in. <laughs> I love that it. moment made so th- that moment was like, hey guys, this experiment we've been doing with these solo movies and this macro narrative and this whole new way of storytelling, it fucking worked. <laughs> like, and that's what we were cheering for. Was like, shit, there's been so much buildup to this moment. And here they are. And then they gave us, you know, 30 minutes of joygasm, just like my number one movie did. But we'll talk about that yet. Uh, but the Avengers, it, it changed our lives. <laughs> oh, Brett, are you going to be able to continue? I don't think so. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> On to my number two. Uh, the star of this number two would just totally make fun of you right now, Brett. Totally <gasps> turn oh, to the camera. Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Yes, Ryan Reynolds. I'm talking about Deadpool. The first Deadpool movie, he that fucking changed the game. It's how to do meta right. And I'm telling you right now, there is no one, no one on this earth that could play Deadpool other than Ryan Reynolds. No one. Nobody. Nobody. Perfect. The opening credits alone, like starring people's sexiest man <laughs> of like 2060 or whatever that like, it was brilliant. Plus Ryan Reynolds is on my list. Like Joe knows this. If for any reason, Ryan Reynolds was like, Hey, me and Blake is not working out. I actually want to marry you. Jeff, I I would have to do it. I think I would have to do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Jeff, would, it, my husband would be like, "Oh, I totally get it." Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for the thank you so much for the past fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck if you need a third. Let me know. Uh, so what's the number ones there? I mean, I feel like it number has to two. Be... My number two. My number oh, two. Right, right. right. Is, is your number and two... I'm the drunk one. <laughs> is your number two uh, another Avengers movie? You know damn well my number two is what I have said for the past 10 years is the best comic book movie ever made. And I still hold that it is the best comic book movie ever made, despite my number one. Okay, what? Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Oh, right. I forgot that you jizz all over that one. Yes. It is the most well-crafted tense thriller it is the first of the marvel movies that i can remember right now to embrace a subgenre or a different genre but that's it, ju- it's the first one that the the what's their name the fig brothers did is it their yeah. first one yeah so they kind of no, uh, the russos russos that's what i mean yeah oh yeah the the russo brothers it's their first one that they did of the marvel universe yeah right? yeah yeah and it's the it's like the emotional peak of the bucky and cap story which i can't believe the story of Bucky and Cap across this fucking trilogy in the MCU, like, I need to recognize that thing for the past 10 years. Like, serious? We had, like, a borderline gay bromance between Bucky and Cap that was, like, Brett, that well done. Have you ever jerked off imagining that you're Bucky getting fucked by Cap? Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps calling me son. Oh, Gross. Oh my god, if anyone ever tried to call me daddy in bed, I would literally slit their throat. <laughs> I have a story, we're gonna save it. Um, <laughs> Where you slit up Twink's throat. Anyway, and then, um, um, and then number one I'll is just, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, 
Okay. It's well, I, I put Infinity War slash Endgame because it is one long. It's like saying Kill Bill one versus Kill Bill two. Right. You know? But um, if you had to choose, I'd give it to Endgame for the the final battle. Oh, absolutely. Um, there, uh, I'm giving Infinity War Endgame best theater experience of the past forty years. Jesus Christ! There's there's been nothing. Can, do you remember the last time you were in a movie and people were like standing up and freaking out and like screaming yeah, and that crying? Was, it was, and yeah, it was pretty fun. People screamed. Yeah. What were we doing? All, my whole theater the whole time was just people screaming at the screen. Like everybody was just looking at the screen going, ah! Like it, was, it was insane. I've never sobbed with, with joy and excitement and, and catharsis. Oh my God. That's the word catharsis. That's what made this whole MCU over the past 10 years, such a hit. Catharsis. That's how they locked the landing. Um, we did it. Movies. Let's do TV. Avengers. Let's just whip through real quick what our non-superhero-y sci-fi Yeah, let's each do our... Are. Let's just each do our five. Um, I'll okay. go first. So, wait, how many? One, two, three, four, five. Do I, did I really have? Okay, fuck. Um, <clears throat> so here's the deal. I decide, The way I did this was that if it was supernatural, I'm not including it on the non-supernatural list. So it's, this isn't like overall. I don't know how you did it. I did the same thing. Everything okay. on my best TV is just like straight up TV. Okay, so number five, I put You're the Worst. Um, amazing. Everyone should see it. Number four, I put Parks and Rec. Uh, Amy Poehler, brilliant. Chris Pratt, brilliant. Number three, I put Key and Peele. Number two, I put Fleabag. And number one, which is surprising to me, but I realize it's the show that I keep going and rewatching over and over again, is uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, nice. Okay. That show fucking makes me laugh. You know, it's funny that um, Netflix plays such a huge role in both of our lists. Thank you, Netflix, for the past 10 years. What are your five? Um, honorable mention to The Jinx, that HBO documentary about Robert Durst, where they fucking <laughs> nail him at the end <laughs> with the confession. I did it. What did he say? That, like, I, I did it all. What did he say? Uh, I, I, I killed them all. <laughs> what did I do, officer? I killed them all. Because um, I saw that shit live, and I... I like I stood up. I was like, "What the fuck just happened? Like, was it Can fake?" Can you imagine like, the uh, the people making the documentary being like, "Well, they they must have we just won the fucking lottery." <laughs> oh my god! What's um, your other five? So my top five are number five is Big Mouth. It's great. Number I love four it. is American Vandal. Oh, that's so good too. Love it. Wow, you are Netflix. Number yeah. Number three is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Love it. That's amazing, too. Although this new season I'm not too crazy about, but go ahead. I've been, I've only, I'm only too deep. Um, number two is Veep. Veep was a definitely an honorable mention. It's I, I, I watch supercuts on YouTube of the insults from Veep anytime yeah. I feel oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my number one is Fleabag. Oh, Fleabag. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right. Comic book genre. I'm sorry. Genre TV. Genre TV. This one, we had to do a top 10 because there was a lot of good shit. 
a lot of good shit. And this is how good the shit is. My number 10 was Legion, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's my number eight. That's my number 10 is Legion. Legion is great. What is your number 10? So my honorable mention is The Good Place. And my number 10 is Black Mirror. You know what? My, I'll say my honorable mention is Black Mirror. Just San Junipero. I don't like a lot of Black Mirror, so I couldn't put the whole show because there's a lot that I hate. And then every once in a while, there's ones that I love. So I felt it was too uh, divisive for me. My number three falls under this category as well of like love, hate, but I'm just thankful for the experience. But oh, let's keep going. What's, What's your number nine? My number nine is Sabri- The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the teenage Oh, witch. we're so similar. My number nine is Stranger Things. Oh, okay. My number eight is Stranger Things. And my number season eight one. is Legion. <laughs> Stranger Things season one. I really didn't, haven't really liked the last yeah. two seasons that much. But that no. first season, I watched that. I binged it in two days, like like overnight, where I was just like mesmerized being like, this is my childhood told, is telling this amazing story. Yeah. And then they yeah. ruined it. And but Sabrina anyway. is just... Sabrina's like, to me, it's the new Buffy. It's, it's just like Buffy. a gang of kids that I love. But yeah. there is something else that filled a Buffy hole that actually got higher on the list for me. Um, oh. And then, okay, so my number, wait, what did you say? What's your number eight was Legion. Legion. Um, my number seven, and you're going to probably, yours is probably higher. And I will say this is one time where it's just, it hasn't sunk in enough yet. It hasn't sunk in enough yet. But the fact that you're going to say Watchmen. Yes. The fact that it's the best of the decade, I think because I literally just watched the last episode last night, I think it should be very happy that it made it to number seven. Maybe over mm-hmm. time it might move up higher. The final episode of Watchmen was transcendent and amazing. And I think that's it. They, he says he's not going to do anymore, that this is the, it's over, which is heartbreaking to me. But the fact, the way that show ended, I almost don't want another season. How do you feel? Uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number seven is a three-way tie. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheating. All right. No, no, no they're fine. related. It's fine. It's okay. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Daredevil. Okay. Well, where's the Iron Fist and the Defenders? Uh, um, if, if we would have done worse, it would have been there. Um, <laughs> and Defenders. Um, out of those three, you know my jam is Luke Cage. Um, but all of them complemented each other and built this world. And I was thankful for the Netflix Marvel shows. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, my number six is is a guilty pleasure, you could call it. It's a show called The Vampire Diaries. That show lasted for eight <laughs> fucking seasons. I love it. It lasted for eight fucking I've never, seasons. I've never seen a minute. I can't believe it. Here's the, but here's what was great. It. it it knew the formula. It had the Buffy formula down, which was every season a different main character would turn evil. Because they, the one thing with vampires is vampire, and the way the the way it was brilliant, they just turned all the normal people to vampires really fast. So people either became witches or vampires. They're like, no more humans. The humans are dumb. They're boring. <laughs> so it was like, oh, you're a vampire already. Yay! And vampires have a thing where you can turn off your emotions. And that's why they become evil. So they don't have to ever feel hurt. But when you do that, you turn evil. So every season, a different character, good guy was evil. And that was the yes. that was the big bad. And I fucking love that show. And it ended really good. That's great. Um, what's your number six? 
my number six um, is good old Agents of Shield, Marvel's longest lasting, longest go. running TV show. I mean, especially for there, there's some key moments that I think will always live with me is just good marveling. Um, and I've enjoyed the show. You know, it's had its ups and downs. Like there's some episodes where I was bored out of my mind. Um, but I will always be eternally grateful for the characters of uh, Fitz and Simmons. I think th- those are great classic characters who took us through some journeys that um, I will never forget. Oh. My number five is something you don't watch. Can you guess what oh, it is? Oh, no. It's a cartoon. Runaways? Um, She-Ra. Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, that's right. Rick and Morty is just brilliant. I will say this latest season, I'm, I'm not feeling as much. But uh, it's up there. And I still, Brad, I still just want to fucking... Maybe I should pick an episode and make you fucking watch it. If you know I can what? find the right episode to get to get you hooked on it. My office is closed between Christmas and New Year's. I'll just fucking binge Rick and Morty. Just binge it for me. For me. And read The Runaways. Read The Runaways <laughs> trades. I will do both of those things. In fact, I put The Runaways trades on my Christmas wish list. Yay! Yay. I'm hoping uh, someone is I'm hoping someone is getting me the House of X Powers of X. I'm not buying it cuz I'm hoping Oh, that's on there too. Christmas. Me too. Christmas. Me too. And if they what's don't I'll number, freak out. What's your number 5? Oh, my number 5 is our old favorite, The Magicians. Oh. You had it at number 5? I guess someone's not I a fan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine's a bit higher on the list, but uh yeah. Yeah, Magicians, it's amazing. And I just read the latest comic of it. I'm really digging this comic. Did you read issue two Excellent. yet? Oh, yeah, I did. I did, I did. I'm liking it. Yeah, they have to, like, cover up the girl's death. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, really good. Uh, number four could have been higher. Maybe at one time, maybe a couple years ago, would have been an easy number one. And then the last season happened. So... But for all those other amazing seasons, I'm giving Game of Thrones my number four spot. Excellent. Uh, did you watch Game of Thrones? I was in and out of it. I wasn't oh, a diehard fan, but I checked in with it and I, I knew enough. What's your number um, four? I didn't care for it. I don't like shows about power. So anything like organized crime or royalty or like politics, I kind of can't stand so it. So you don't like Succession on HBO? No, that's a little thing about me. Any show that's about people trying to get power over other, I, I'm so uninterested because I'm like, you know, we're gonna die one day. Just live your life. What if it's like sexual yeah. power? Oh, then I love it. <laughs> um, my number four is the best show Marvel put out. Okay. Agent Carter. Oh yeah, I still haven't watched it. I've just re I'm rewatching season one on Disney Plus, and I'm I stand firm in my choice of number four of the decade. Okay, uh, and is the number one Marvel thing on my list. Uh, it is. Did you ever do you ever watch Moonlighting? Oh, with Sybil Shepherd, I loved it. And uh, yeah. what's his name? Bruce Willis. I yeah. loved it. Agent Agent Carter is Moonlighting, but it's Marvel and it's set in the forties. But it's just who's the Bruce Moonlighting. Willis character? Jarvis. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Do they fuck? The Jarvis, like, but they're not attracted to each other. No, no, no. No, they're not. They're not. So there's uh, without the sexual element. No, <laughs> well, it's about I'm out. it's about a man and a woman who like to a man and a woman who like to bicker, solving mysteries. It's fan it's so you would 
love Agent Carter because it's all like about the SSR, which was the like before Shield. It was the SSR, mm-hmm. so it was all about that. It's why about Howard I, Stark. It's about Jarvis. What are you saying about me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you love it. You love the SSR. <laughs> Uh, okay. My number three. If nothing oh, else, if there's no other takeaway from the past 10 years, everybody who's listening, all eight of you, just fucking watch Agent Carter for fuck's sake. Come on. You all have it. Disney plus. You all have Disney plus. You have no excuse. I probably won't watch it. But anyway, <laughs> my number three is the magicians, which is oh, what fun. It's, uh, my favorite magic show, my favorite fantasy show. Uh, what's your number three? My number three is the show I referred to earlier where there's a lot that I loved, but there's a whole lot that I hate. But honestly, I am just so thankful for its existence okay. and for the journey and for the teasers, which are the best part of every season. American Horror Story. Oh, how dare you! Ah! I'm ending this podcast. Number two, number two, Brett. Number I'm, three, number three, oh, it's number, number three. three. It's three. Oh, okay, because I'm going to take a number two on your number three. <laughs> That's the best show ever. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, did you watch 1984? Every minute. I stopped watching it. It was so bad. I know it was pretty bad, but I watched every minute. Oh, God. All right. Fine. 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 My number two, I need to go, I need to move on from this travesty. My number two was, I think this was your, was this your honorable mention? But mine is The Good Place. Yay. It's just uh, Megan Amram, I think, is the funniest writer, television writer out there right now. Ever. And everything, I mean, because her Parks and Rec, which she was one of the main writers on that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she's just so fucking funny. And that show... It's so brilliant. And just recently, I don't know if I brought this up with you, but uh, my man's brother came to visit and we were just scrolling through Netflix. And he's like, what's this? And I'm like, that's the good place. It's good. And I was like, here, I'll watch the first episode with you. We binged just with him. I binged like seven episodes in a row. And then two days later, I was like, what's wrong? He's like, I haven't slept. I I just watched all of the good place. Like he couldn't (laughs) stop watching it. Like that show is just so good. And the twist with Ted Danson. It's the best twist. It's the best twist. It's the in best television twist. Ever. And yes. Oh, so good. Not, for since, the new, not since new heart. <laughs> and then, oh, so what, what is your, okay. I'm excited to be, cause I feel like if your number one is not my number one, I feel like you fucked up and forgot. So I'm really curious. I'm really curious. So what's so your my number, number two. two? Okay. What's your number? If you're number it's two. It's Watchmen. Is, okay. Okay. All right. It's wow, Watchmen. We made it all the way to number two. It just Here's ended why. last Sunday. No, I will not Here's begrudge why. you. I will not begrudge you for that at all. American I Horror Story, I begrudge you. The um, Watchmen has been so bastardized since its release and misinterpreted. I'm looking at you, Zack Snyder. And, and that DC it, it one was sounds embraced. Awful. Yeah. It was embraced by people who didn't get it. And kind of the people it was talking about and for David Lindelof to come along and take it back into kind of like, it's like what I felt was its original voice uh, was very meaningful for this comic book fan. And I appreciate it. It's brilliant. 
It's brilliant. Know what it's made so, me realize? Can we? Yeah. I've never seen The Leftovers. And since he did that, I really need to see it. Me neither. I think I, know, I need, and, and like I think I need to watch it. Yeah. Is Regina yeah. King in The Leftovers? Yes. Oh, fuck. Oh, well, I'm totally watching The Leftovers now. Plus, yes. Justin Thoreau, who used to be my big, he used to be my like number one crush. He's swinging like Aaron Taylor Johnson is swinging. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We have the same number one. Let's say it at the same time. All right. Well, my I would say Justin Thoreau. Justin Thoreau is a connecting point to it. All right. One, two, three. Twin, Twin Peaks, Peaks, The Return. The Return. I mean, just, it, it's, it's... It could be best movie for me. On the fifth episode could be best movie of the decade. It was the, just. It was a it thing. The, it was yeah. a thing un, un of its un, unbeknownst of, of anything I have ever seen before. As it was you, my whole life. You have like your favorite director, and then you're like, "Oh, he's going to go and do this. Can he pull it off?" And I'm watching it, being like, "Um, oh, it gets better and better and better." Ah. Even the ending, which was disappointing in the moment. But it's what he it gave us. To be. The, but it's what it needed he, to be. Yeah, he gave us the ending we wanted at the end of the penultimate episode. And then he gave and us then, the ending we needed. <laughs> that, right, exactly. He gave us the ending of the show that he created. <laughs> yeah. um, it was so beautiful to have that back and to have it be so unexpected. And it is the best exercise in surrealism I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Better than any of his other films. And Better than. A, and I will tell anyone, like... If you want to do, if you really want to study how to do comedic farce, watch a David Lynch movie. If you want to study yes. how to do horror, watch a David Lynch movie. Yeah. Like his horror is on point. He can scare the fuck out of you with simple, simple, simple things. Like it's just, he's so all, all he has to do is like throw a strobe light on. Cheryl Lee, who played Laura Palmer, and asked her to scream, and I am terrified. Exactly. Oh, right, TV, thank you, Twin Peaks. You were the highlight of the past 10 years. And here we are now with some comics. Oh, my God. All right, this so was my hard. honorable mention. It was hard because- yeah, I, I have three this, honorable mentions. Well, this was the thing. I'd, my problem was I had an easy, I had an easy top three, but I couldn't- figure out i had too many to narrow down to round out the top five i was having trouble but i did it i did it okay and i had uh one writer made it twice on the list um mine too in fact yeah we'll get there you you Um, go first this time yeah my honorable mention is matt fractions ff and my number five is Jason Aaron's The Mighty Thor, the story, um, mostly the saga around Jane Foster's Thor character. Um, it pulled me in. Cancer. And I sure did. Yeah, I sure did love that character. Yeah, I was. I was. It was a good run. Good run. My number five is the latest um, of The Runaways. It's Great. Just, Rainbow it's, Rowell? Yeah, it's just, it's character, it's just fully, solely character-driven. And it's not try, and they're just letting her let it be that. And it's it's basically like a teen soap. It's like a CW. It's like a good CW. Well, no, CW sucks. It's like it's what CW wants to be. 
And that, it's My so number sad four. that this is so good, and the TV show Runaways is so bad. I know. It's, yeah. All right, what you, you should have Rainbow Rowell write it. Um, my number four is Rick Remender's Uncanny X-Force. That's my number three. Oh! <laughs> this is, I mean, you have to remember, I mean, Psylocke is my favorite character. And this was the first time, I, when I was reading it, it was like, oh, this is... Oh, fuck, she's the central character in this. Like, it took me a while to realize that she was the main character. Yeah. And and it was about her and Angel's love. And it yeah. was like, no one ever gave a shit to, like, make her the central character in a story before. And it was like, oh, thank you! So it just It was so good. I just, from the opening, was it the first issue where they kill Apocalypse Child? Or is it the second issue? Yeah, I don't remember, but early. But they when when uh, Phantom X murders that kid. Yeah, shoots him in the head. It's like, and they're all like, "What?" Like you're like, "Oh, this fucking." They're not fucking around. And I will say, the previous run of X Force was really good too. The what's what are their names? Oh God, it was so good. Yeah, um, it was Kyle Kyle and Yost. Yeah. I love that too. Did that go into the 20, into the teens or was that all, that was all before though, right? Wasn't it? Ooh, I want to say it was all before, but that's a good question. It might've gone a little bit into 2010. Like was Necrotia like towards the end, like was that 2010? Yeah. Cause Necrotia did happen on uh, the island on the, what's it called? Utopia. Which then was yes, 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 yes. Okay, so but that's still I still the good stuff really happened in the decade before, but yeah, yeah, I love it. My number four was Paper Girls, which I've talked ad nauseum oh. about. Um, Brian K. Vaughn and I will say, and I'm going to give an honor. I I would put a Private Eye. I'm going to give that an honorable mention. It's another Brian K. Vaughn comic, but I was like, I can't fucking just do all Brian K. Vaughn comics. You fucking fucker. Anyway, fucks. My number three is Tom King's The Vision. I knew you were going to put that up there. I still need to oh, read it. because I love it. I need to read it's it. great. I, everyone says it's amazing. Good. I know. I you better read it before because the also, TV show version comes out because called WandaVision. Because uh, it has uh, Victor from Runaways in it. So I really would like to. Yes. And they, a lot of the fallout from what they do to him is in the Runaways comic. It's great. Because he, you know he just gets delivered as a head. Yeah. Um, you know how you love, um, like, two people who hate each other, and then they start fucking, and yes, then they fall in love? Is but it's robots? No. Oh, no. Okay. My jam, like, my thing on that robot is... Robot fucking. Um, and robot fucking. Um, but there's, and there's no horny element to this. It is... I fucking love, which is why I love the movie Pleasantville. I love when, like, everything is, like, so nice and utopia-like, and we're all so happy. And then there's, like, creeping cracks. sense of the dread. Cracks, yeah. cracks. The smiles are like too tight. Like, oh, Step I love that shit. That's my yeah. shit. That's my shit. And vi- that's vision. That sounds great. Love it. So, what's your number three? Well, no, you go first. Oh, that was my number three, vision. Wait, my number three was uh, was uh, X Force. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. My number two. Um, and we're going to have the same author, same writer in two and one, because my number two is, um, infinity slash secret wars by Hickman. Right. 
Uh, when Secret Wars happened, I loved that. I kind of – I was hating on Marvel books. I was so bored with Marvel after Secret Wars ended because I loved that whole line-wide change of, like, these weird pocket universes. I loved that. I didn't care for it, really. Oh, I loved it so I liked the main much. story. I like, the main story I liked, but all the side universes were annoying to me. Oh, I loved it so much. And I loved that, like, it started as an Avengers story, but it ended as a Fantastic Four story and really was just such a great bow on everything Hickman had done on both those books. But um, Infinity was pulse-pounding. It was a great, great event book. And Secret Wars was just, oh, it was like being in a candy store. Wow. Was that your number two? Two. Oh. My number two is a little thing, which is your number one, I'm assuming, is House of X, Powers of Ten. What the fuck is your number one? <laughs> well, it's the thing is, this is only, it's only five issues, and I had to give it a number one to something that's like 50 issues. I had to give it to 50 uh, issues of greatness versus... Oh, I, yeah, yep. I mean, are we, we're, we're not going to... We'll wait till you get to your number one. My number one is is Saga by Brian K. Vaughan. Yep. It's just... It's one of the best written things I've ever read in my life. It's so good. And it's... it. He tears your heart out. He will make you love a character and kill it, but not in a horrible way, like, uh, like what's his name in Walking Dead. Um, the deaths yeah. aren't there to just rip it. Rip, they're, they're there. They serve a purpose to the story and to the plot. And they're not just there to like, as, as a way to like fuck with you. Um, but it's just the best storytelling. And it's, 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 <clears throat> I just can't wait when this is made into television. I think people are just holding off on it because it's going to be so fucking expensive. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no. And, and my number one is house of X powers of 10. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, it's, it was a real close, but it was just, Saga just has the, has way more. Yeah, Saga is Saga. Has, saga. saga has way more uh, issues in it for me to. But I House of X it. Powers of 10 has Emma Frost busting into a courtroom <laughs> in a fine fur. <laughs> so. It has uh, Mario McTaggart changing the entire X-Men universe so that it will never be the same. Um. Oh my God. Russell Dodderman, the guy who draws the covers of Marauders, who drew the Mighty Thor, yeah, he um, he he drew a Santa hat on Emma from the Marauders number two cover, where they're like her and Shaw back to back, yeah, and he just wrote "Merry Christmas, everybody," and it was just a headshot of Emma with a Santa hat on from that cover. <laughs> oh my god, Emma right. Frost, so that, we did it. Those are our lists, yeah. Yeah, let's get into some individual categories. Uh, are we gonna do? Let's let's go to the worst, so we can end with yeah. The worst. You, you don't want to celebrate the worst, right? Uh, so let's talk about the worst sci-fi superhero type movie of the past decade. I'd love to. Uh, what did you decide was the worst superhero movie of the last decade? Um, I picked this movie for three reasons. It's garbage. It's trash, and it's rubbish. Batman v Superman, <laughs> Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Never even saw it. What a pile of shit. 
Yeah. It's not even – there was no narrative arc. There was there was nothing made sense. It was like it was like 12 people made this movie, but they all shared the shitty aesthetic. I, it was so bad. I only saw pieces of it. I was getting tested <laughs> – and it was the movie playing in the in like in the waiting room, but it was like playing halfway through. And I remember watching it, being like, "What is happening?" I was like, "This is like all over the place. This looks awful." For somebody, I hate Zack Snyder more than you could possibly imagine. For, I'm sorry, I hate his work. For somebody, you can hate him. It's fine to to think that the epiphany that both Batman and Superman's mother's name is Martha is like this grand cracked open the whole goddamn genre <laughs> like i know you were going for a moment of like oh my god wait are oh they the same god. person he- no it's like there's a scene where batman is about to kill superman he's like kryptonite choking him or whatever and the reason superman is acting up is because like somebody's kidnapped i think lex Luthor has kidnapped his mother martha kent now you have – and granted, it's a connection not many people have made. You have Batman who's, you know, Batman because of the death of his mother, Martha Wayne. So while Batman is about to kill Superman, Superman goes, I have to save Martha. And Batman goes, what did you just say? <laughs> and that's how they end their fight. That's how they end their fight because when they realize they're, they're that both, both are – The same thing? Are you serious? This is a joke. Both their mothers – both no, their, so that's a joke. Their mother's There's name. Like more to it. I mean, it, you know, both their mothers' names are Martha, and that's what they bobbed on. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Now, I'm being petty. Um, really, what it is is like it was he used like he said the word Martha, which it's so weird that somebody would all of a sudden it would be like me saying I have to save Linda, and you'd be like who? I'd be like my mother. <laughs> so he's like I have to save Martha, and. Batman stops. He goes, what did you just say? And then, like, Superman, like, hits him. And he's like, I have to save my mother. Her name's Martha. And that's what gets Batman to help him. That's, all right, that's, that's garbage. Mine, it's like you're going for this reaction like of, like, whoa, but no. Is, I, I, I basically just watched it while being like, hope I don't have chlamydia. And you know what? I feel like I would rather go in and get chlamydia then be forced to actually watch the entire movie. Uh, mine, I will say, is almost a cheat. Was there a rule that we had to watch the whole movie? I couldn't finish this movie because it was so bad. Oh, shit. Oh, no, there's no rule. It is the movie version of uh, The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh, I never, never. I was like, That's let me M. just Night, start. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, I just, it's... I just don't even want to talk about it. It's just, it was, it's like the show. Well, no, I was say it's the showgirls of like, of an action of like a sci-fi fantasy movie, but showgirls at least is entertaining to watch. It was like, he's like, let me take the most boring choice at every opportunity. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was awful. Anyway, I, th- I think most people agree with me. How about yeah, television? I don't know why I do. I'm hoping that we both have the same worst TV show. I'm really hoping um, we do. Yeah, you know what? Because I feel like we Actually, talked about it a lot. Yeah, so I'm just going to ask my friend here. Um, Lockheed. 
teleport to evil Jeff. <laughs> Tell him what the worst TV show of the past yes, decade was. Then <laughs> make sure you grab a pen. Teleport back to me. Bring the pen to me so I can write Medusa a note that says help. No, but you can't because Medusa shaved her head because we can't afford the CGI. Miss me with Inhumans. Inhumans, worst TV show. It was like, and I feel like it was the nail. It's also, but I do appreciate it because it was the nail in the coffin to Marvel TV, I would like to think. And yeah. and that and it was the nail in the TV of having the Inhumans take over the X-Men. Can you believe that was an actual plot that was happening in the Marvel world? They were like, fuck the X-Men. We'll just make Inhumans a thing. Right. We we'll make Guardians of the Galaxy the work. We can make the Inhumans we're gonna, work. We're going to... We're going to take the X-Men off all of our merchandising, like T-shirts and stuff. We're yeah. going to replace them with other characters. And uh, I felt that was one of the worst um, grievances done in the comic book world in this past oh. decade. And maybe, oh, Absolutely. maybe that might have something to do with our my, worst comic book series. Worst, do we have the same worst, co- worst comic of the decade? This of the, course that, we do. The comic that ruined the character of Emma Frost. <laughs> That Inhumans took years. versus X-Men. I included Death of X, the whole, that whole, all of it. What a, From what beginning a, what a to dark end. period. Ugh. What a dark fucking Ugh. period that was. Fuck Thank you. God. Fuck you. Ugh. Who wrote that? Oh, I, I blocked it out. Yeah. Fuck them. How dare you? Fuck you, Inhumans. There's only, I think, is I like only, I think... I think Ms. Marvel is the only Inhuman I like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Karnak was kind of like ruined in the past decade. I used to like him, the guy that like saw flaws and everything. Yeah, they were all. And then they were like, "Let's let's turn him into a. He'll be the new Wolverine." Yeah, fuck that. Ugh. All right, but enough of the bad. Let's talk about some of the good. And we're gonna end this with. Uh, we're gonna end it with oh, our favorite. Hey! Oh my God! Wait! 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 Inhumans versus X-Men was Charles Soule. What? You know what? We were fooled. I think Charles Soule did like two good things and we thought he was the second coming of Christ and we didn't realize he did like a million awful things. I think we hate yeah. Charles Soule. We sure do. <laughs> and now that I know he wrote that, he's dead to me. You're dead to me. Yep. You're done. Goodbye. You had a really with, good with this decade. What was that, what, that? That search for Wolverine. You got that. I'll give you that one. Is that what, what? that was you called? Liked that? The what was the the one with uh, Daredevil? Oh yeah, with Cipher. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that whole thing was stupid. You liked it. Don't try to backtrack now. Listen to you. But like looking back on the whole Wolverine event, like well, that was, was all, so, it was such all. crap. You know what it was? I'm going to bring back this word just this one time. It was really gay. <laughs> and I mean gay isn't <laughs> <Okay>. bad. <laughs> You're horrible. I know. Um, okay, so You're now. Terrible, Mario. <laughs> You're terrible, Mario. And I, the speaking of that, well, we have to go right into uh, my favorite performance from a movie. Because that literally, <laughs> it's Mario, and I'm giving it to it's a well, it's a tie. I'm Wait, we didn't do worst comic. We didn't do worst comic book character. Was that something we were doing? What? Worst comic book character? A oh, worst comic book was character. That, I don't think did we, we did. We was didn't, that a thing? No, that wasn't a thing of the last one. I don't, did we do okay. that? Did we do it? 
No, pr- proceed. Okay. Well, who was your worst comic book character? Uh, Superman. And I'll talk you know about what? why when it you gets You know made. what? But that's uh, okay. <laughs> I like it because I Brian 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 Bendis. Fuck you. It it sucks. So I'm. He I'm sucks there. too. You know what? Charles Soule and Brian Michael Bendis. We don't want you in the next decade. We yeah, don't want you. Retire. We're done with you. Take a powder. Okay. Take a long walk off a short pier. Make like you were saying horseshit and hit the trail. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Best performance, uh, it's a tie. Well, I want to give an honorable mention to Natalie Portman in Black Swan because when I saw that, like, I was like, this is everything. Like, she's full tilt boogie crazy, and I love it. But I didn't know how much that was sci fi fantasy since it was all just in her head. But anyway, I am giving it as a tie to Robert Downey Jr., just overall, the way he basically carried the entire Marvel universe by his sheer charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then the other person I'm giving to is just the tour de force of Tony Collette in hereditary. That's it's yes. one of my, it's, it, she should have won. She should have been nominated for an Oscar. And it was, it was a tragedy that she was not nominated last year for an Oscar. It's one of the great, it's such a great performance. Did you see hereditary? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I, loved I it. mean, there was just like ten different moments where I'm like, if you chose that scene to nominate her for an Oscar, she could win. And because it was a horror movie and a and a fantasy sci-fi whatever, like they felt that that doesn't count. Well, how dare you? Well, it happened to Lupita for us in the Golden Globes. Yeah. Oh yeah, she deserved too. Yeah. She, I can't believe she didn't get she didn't get nominated for anything, did she? No. That's bullshit. Bullshit. Genre bias. Uh, all right. Who were your best performances? I feel like you would say Robert Downey Jr. too. Absolutely. Robert Downey Jr. Um, I, I struggled between Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. and Ryan Reynolds right. because um, all, all three, it was an amazing phenomenon in the past decade. All three kind of became their characters yeah. in real life. Yeah. Chris Evans turned into kind of this Captain America, like pro human rights voice and sticking up for what's right and ethics. And um, Ryan Reynolds, like just he lived in our real world as Deadpool, it seemed like. But really the person who truly became Tony Stark. Um, And I mean, who led us through the past decade was Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I mean... uh, this was the best decade of my life because of the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because of Robert Downey Jr. But did you get married um, in the 2000s? Yeah, 2008. Oh, okay. So, but that garbage, who cares? That's <laughs> not, not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> uh, okay, well, how about some television? <laughs> You're going to hate me. If you say something from American Horror Story, I will murder you. It's Sarah Paulson. How dare you? How very dare you? How very dare you? No. I mean, Sarah Paulson is great. All right, she's a good actress. At least she's a good actress. But for and that... She nailed like she nailed like nine, ten different characters over the past ten years of American Horror no, Story. No, her British accent was <laughs> appalling. 
and the Roanoke. So funny! It was so funny that she was here's some Burberry for your head. <laughs> Just so we shut shot. up. <laughs> That made no. Oh, and then she shot that. Ah, don't even get me started. There are two people who piggybacked me through the past ten years, and those two people were Robert Downey Jr. and Sarah Paulson. I. It's a good thing you were in New York. I would slap the shit out of you. (laughs) All right, I had to give mine as a tie. And I only gave it as a tie because it was once again, this one is too new. It's too new. And so I, there's another person that just gave season after season of amazingness. So I had to give the, I had to split the difference and give it to them both. One is a, uh, uh, Lena Headley from game of Thrones, Cersei from game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just uh, the best portrayal of an, uh, she's basically the evil Emma Frost and uh, Every every scene she did, she just it was it was just pure evil gold, and I ate it all up. I loved it. It was her, and then Regina King. I know, it, but it just happened. But I'm still just in awe of that performance. How about you? Um, wait for TV. Well, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. You did Sarah Paulson. See, I blocked I it out. Mine. Blocked it out. You blocked it. Out. I already you blocked it out. It. I was like. Grr. I'll do the real one, Brett. <laughs> um, okay, if I had to do the best TV performance, it'll go to Kyle McLaughlin for playing three different versions of Dale Cooper yeah. on Twin Peaks oh, The Return. Fuck, that's really good, too. Yeah. Evil Dale, Good Dale, yeah. and Dougie. Ugh. How about uh, how about we do a best comic book character? And that's the thing is I feel like you're going to wimp out. And I decided to go bold. I didn't want to do the obvious thing that our listeners are going to expect of me. But did you, Brett? Did you? Yeah, because you know what? I thought about this. <laughs> is and... it Emma Frost, Brett? No. No, it's not. I didn't do Emma Frost either. I thought that was too easy for us. Too easy. I'm, I'm, I, this is deep. Buckle up. So superheroes dominated this decade. And what is a superhero? Like, what is a superhero supposed to be? It's supposed to be somebody who we look up to. His is our ideal selves, who is courageous and brave and and has a moral compass and does the right thing no matter what. That's a hero. And the reason Superman was my worst hero was because the, the teens had the audacity to turn him into this insensitive, emotionless, cold, alien monster who didn't represent the ideals of a superhero. Wait, and that's you why he the, got... You heard the latest news with him too, right? What? He's uh, He admitted he's Clark Kent. And they're officially ending and they're saying they're not changing it back. That there's no secret um, identity anymore. It's a mess. It's a mess. And the like. The, the worst part about it is certainly in the in the, in the movies... Um, the idea of Superman and the idea of the superhero was bastardized into this jerk just like the rest of us. But one character stood above the rest and as cheesy as he is said, I stand for something. I believe in something. I have ideals. I have ethics. And those are unwavering. And no matter what, I'm going to do 
what I feel is right. And that's a superhero. And that was Captain America. Even when he turned evil? How did you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a juxtaposition story, did you right? Like, like, did you like the, that? that no, oh, no, okay. I thought it was crap. But, <laughs> but the reason we had such a horrible, visceral reaction to that was we felt betrayed, like, to our core. Because this is the guy that every other hero on the planet, like, every other hero in the genre at some point, you know, got dark, right? But when Cap went dark, we we weren't cool with it at all. And it was during a time where fucking Nazis have infiltrated our government. And it's important that Captain that we look to Captain America and remember what the fuck it is we're doing here. And what superheroes are supposed to be. And when superheroes mean the most to us, there we go. I don't want to prescribe, but you did. We all know that that when a superhero is is the better than us version of us, that's a good superhero. And that's Cap. Okay. I I stand by that. Mine was more. You decided to go for. This is what. This is what America needs is the best comic book character of the decade. <laughs> yeah. I went purely personal <laughs> of like what I need. Oh, I love it. And it was the part, are you the only moment this whole time where I, my voice wavered a bit and I got emotional was Rick Remender's X-Force talking about Psylocke finally yeah. being given her due. And this was, I feel, the first decade where she was not only given her due with X-Force, so minus Psylocke, obviously, uh, but then they decided to right her wrong. Yes. And make her two separate characters and let the Asian character be Asian and the white character be white. And not only be white, but make her fucking Captain Britain. Um, <clears throat> I feel... She has been the mo- one of the most wrong characters. They killed her off. They kept changing her powers. When she, like, I feel Chris Claremont. Uh, was she originated by Chris Claremont or by uh, Grant, not Grant Morrison, by, uh, what's oh, his name? Oh, Claremont, Claremont. But who, uh, what's the guy who wrote Captain Britain, who wrote Watchmen? What's his name? Oh, Alan Paul, Alan um, Alan Moore. Alan Moore was the first one to really dig into oh. Psylocke's character. And then when Chris Claremont decided to bring her back, he gave her this whole metamorphosis and evolution. And then everyone just kind of just threw it off to the side. Jim Lee was like, you're just sexy Asian. You're just sexy Asian. You're going to hit on Cyclops. And then they just kept killing her off and bringing her back. And finally in the teens, they're like, no, she's an amazing character. Let her be a fucking amazing character. And I'm so happy for it. So it's so funny. I just bought the true believers issue. It's like a um, reprint of an old issue. Um, that was just released of Betsy Braddock's first um, appearance. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And she, she is the purple um, hair yet. I think in the first one, right? No, she's kind of blonde, but kind of she's kind of brunette too. Like the coloring is really weird. Um, and it's Captain Britain fighting. Oh, fuck, I can't remember. I'll talk about it next episode. Um, but she's kind of taken over by someone like mind control. Yeah. And she tries to kill Captain Britain. I have the whole omnibus. It's an omnibus of everything with Captain America, um, including the X-Men stuff, like the X-Men annuals and stuff like that, but all the way from the beginning. Captain Britain. Captain Britain. That's what I mean. Yeah. Love it. Um, I think 
that we we're gonna end it now. We're we've come to the end with one last yeah. category. One last one. And that is what is the moment of the decade? And I I scrambled. Because when it came to 2019, it was, it was so easy. It was so easy. But then I was like, what can beat 2019 for moment of the decade? Because I chose Mario McTaggart, issue two of House of X, the moment where we realized that she was a mutant. And uh, Brett, did you come up with something better for the decade? Wow. Evil Jeff. I'm going to have to go with my answer from 2019. I am too. I couldn't think of anything better. I went and searched and looked. That is the most, it's the most groundbreaking thing of the decade. And it just happened a few months ago. Well, keep in mind, mine was not Moira. (laughs) What do you mean? My moment was not Moira. I thought yours was issue two. No, mine was the portals opening in Endgame. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, the return God. of the heroes in Endgame. I cry. I am crying right now. <laughs> there was nothing like that ever. Nothing. There was nothing. Nothing will ever be like that ever again. That was that was the peak of my life. That was it. That was like, like as far as me feeling feelings, that was the peak. It's all downhill from here. Till I'm dead. Wow. That's that's pretty yeah, intense. The curious life of Moira McTaggart and Avengers Endgame on your left. I mean, they ended the decade, but they defined the decade. And that's why I'm going to have to say when it comes to television, movies, comics, I hate to break it to you, but 2019 won. It was so good, you guys. But 2019 so good. won by a landslide. 2019 was a garbage year for every other reason except for comic book and movies and TV. I think it's because everything around us is falling apart that we're just people are like, I need to, I need a fantasy, I need an escape. So the escapes are getting better because the real world is getting worse. All right, well, yeah, we're gonna go kill ourselves now. <laughs> okay, or or binge watch Marvel movies on Disney Plus. Yes, welcome to 2020. Are you, you done know, work yet? So fu- Are you off uh, the no, month? Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. Work will shut down um, pretty much on the 20th. Um, so, oh, when you're listening to this, yes. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I am. How about you? Um, I have till uh, Friday. And then I'm done. I'm done. Is that the 20th? Yeah, that's the 20th. I love it. Hey, can we end this episode with a song can we can we play a little music at the end of thank this one thank you for being a friend wait what do you <laughs> want to do, do do you know how endgame starts with that what's that song like a famous anyway song? yeah it is and it perfectly defined the decade and it perfectly defined how we um the role the mcu played in our lives during these horribly and the role of all comic book movies and TV played in these dark, 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 horrible times. Dear Mr. You know, to that point, dear Mr. Fantasy. Are we allowed to play that? Will we get in trouble? I mean, we'll take down, we'll take it down. And if we do, (laughs) all right, it's fine. Sounds good. Don't tell anybody listeners, (laughs) Um, but tell us on Twitter, what your favorite moments 
movies, TV, books. And tell us who did you think had it more right, me or Brett? <laughs> yeah, tell us who you think was more right. Pit us against Keep each in mind. Keep in mind, I changed my bachelorette to bridesmaids. <laughs> I know. You, you were trying to be cool. You were like, I'm going to be cool. You're like, no. See, that's what happens when you try to impress people. Just be real. <laughs> just be real. Guys, 2020, just be real. <laughs> um, and remember, this is going to be true for the next 10 years. If you read comics, well, that makes you queer. Thank you so much. Happy 2020. Bye, 2010s.
Please don't be sad if it was a straight line you had. 